One more time. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Hello, St. Louis and people worldwide listening. Welcome to Audio Inc. I'm Care the Lesbian. And I'm Brian Pookie Jones Smith. Brian Pookie Jones Smith, that's a long ass name. Hey, you know what? Man. It is what it is. I do what it do. I'm telling you what, we're going to have a good ass show today because yeah. guess who our guest is? You tell me, who's our guest? Ha! <laughs> it's Steve Ewing! Play that motherfucking urge shit. What's going on? Yeah. There he is, the man himself. Man, I hope I don't piss you off because I have something to ask you. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> oh. Are you going to ask it now? Or I wait? think I should. I got to get right into it. Oh, geez. Go on ahead. Go uh, on ahead. So Joe, okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait. If he walks out, I'm sorry. Then you and I are going to have to have a long hour conversation. <laughs> I'm just putting that out. So Joe has some pictures that. Can you pull them up real quick? You just want me to go straight to Just right into it. Right, I can't help it. I can't help it. So you played. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The birthday bash. That's okay. Right. But look at the before the show. Yes. Is on the left. And. <laughs> I did not piss on myself. <laughs> That's because this dude be working up there. I That's know. Correct. He's working I up know. there. I know. Oh, man, you don't correct. stop up there. But. No, yeah. That's because I, I chose to wear cotton. That's wear cotton. That's what it is. And now you know. Yes. Don't wear sweaty cotton. <laughs> See, now, I did bring some pictures that I took that night. Joe's got the receipts. That, that shows, like, the stuff that you do. You don't stop. Yeah. I mean, you're just... The best, one of the best live shows. In St. Louis. Oh yeah, you guys and 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 story of the year, mm-hmm. are the best live bands, musically and and visually. You guys kill it every time. I uh, oh well, thank you, man. Um, I actually brought my wife to that show, and it was her first Erd show, yeah. and um, she was like, I mean, she was like, yeah, I've heard of the Erd, you know, whatever. But then I started playing some of your stuff for her, and she was like, oh wait, maybe I don't, maybe I don't know who they are. Well, she's also younger though, so we'll yeah, I get it. Give her a break. <laughs> but then she went to the show, listened to all the songs, and she was like, holy shit! And she, I'm honest to God, hasn't stopped listening. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? That's what it's about, though. You go, and that's what a lot of bands, you know. Oh yeah, I kind of like this, or I don't know. And then if if it's something that's really killer live, then you you got a direct line to that now. You're like, let well, me go now. Let me dig into it. Let me check it out. So that's why our live thing is a big deal for us. Y'all know what you're doing. I'll tell well, you that. Thank you. But very your much. live show's been amazing from the start, though, right? It has been. Like, yep. I remember as a kid, and I say kid, but we're close to the same age anyway. Um, <laughs> I saw you guys down at Kennedy's by ninety two. Yeah. And uh, I was in a band and we were in a different scene. Like we were in North County only. And so we didn't get introduced to you guys until we had a friend of your guys's go on the road with us. We did this sweat fest tour and he had your CDs and he put in uh bust me that 40 and, and oh my back God. back. And that's how we first got introduced to you was from a, someone who knew you guys who used to go watch you guys play. Right. And we made it a point to go see you and talk about a jaw-dropping show at Kennedy's. We were like, holy. Oh, yeah. Those Kennedy shows were pretty crazy. Fucking shit. First of all, it was hard to get in because it was sold out. A small the, yeah. venue, yeah. But, I mean, you guys ripped that motherfucker up so bad. Yeah. What is what is that? Kennedy. What it is that? A, it was a club down on the landing. Oh. The um, landing. The landing was a was a. Used to be popping. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was the musical hub here in St. Louis. One hundred percent. Yeah, 
I wish we still had one of those. All right. <laughs> we kind of don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of do when we kind of don't. Damn. What? Like Delmar. Yeah, Delmar. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, it's, but it's multifaceted now. Yeah, Pops. Yeah, you have a lot of things going on. It seems like to me, Pops is the new Kennedys. Like all the new bands mm-hmm. play at Pops and then they move over to Delmar, the pageant. Correct. Yep. So. Well, yeah. man, you got a lot of stuff going on. I do. You got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> I do. You got Steve's dogs. Yep. Steve's meltdown. Yep. Um, Steve Ewing band. Steve Ewing band. And then you do like solo stuff, don't you? That's, I got the duo, yeah. The duo. Yep. Okay. And then I have- You're all over um, the damn place. My Stevie Wonder tribute, Master Blaster, <laughs> which we've been doing for the past three years now, so yeah. And do you still do bodybuilding and stuff too? I'm going to compete in uh, March. Yeah. Yep. But how do you find the time? Um, I how do lot. you do it? I have a big old team that helps me out, so- on the restaurant side, I have a massive team of people that help me out on that. So um, that frees me up to do music, which is what I do. Mm-hmm. And um, the bodybuilding thing just keeps me in shape. You know, it's fun. It keeps me. Can't fun. relate. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm over here eating Cheetos. Them Cheetos look good. Hey, they're baked though. <laughs> so when do you start your training? Like, when do you start cutting and your dieting and stuff? So I just. Started dialing it in. Okay. So I'll officially start prep um, at the end of the month. What does that mean? Yeah. That means I'll... I mean, like, what, dialing it in, what does that mean? That means, <laughs> that means I'm not eating, like, um, like ta- uh, Taco Bell at the end of the night. Oh, the show. Like, come on. So just starting to, like, dial in, eating good food, and then when the prep starts, then I'm on a very regimented, like, uh, diet. Yeah. Certain amount of protein, certain Not amount me. of ca- carbs, and stuff correct. Like yeah, I could never. See, I never competed. I just I have a gym in my basement, so I work out all the time. So yeah, you stay in shape, yeah, for the most part until yeah. COVID. COVID killed me. I gained twenty five pounds. COVID was rough. Time. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Nothing COVID but killed me too. Ordered rough. food out the entire yes. Time. So COVID is when I discovered DoorDash was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well. Little backstory, I'm from Winfield, like Lincoln County, so we didn't have that out there, and then I moved to South County, and I didn't leave the bedroom. Nope. Ever. You didn't have to. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) 7-Eleven delivers? (laughs) I mean, everybody. This is pretty crazy. We did good on, these hot dogs did pretty good. I was going to say, yeah. With with DoorDash and all that kind of stuff, like, yeah, it was, people didn't, you couldn't go out of the house, so you had to get food, so the only way to do it is... Instacart. And your um, Steve's Meltdown, that's like a delivery only thing, isn't it? Delivery only. Yeah. Because we found out during the pandemic um, that, and afterwards, that that's not going away. So the research was like, this delivery thing is not going away and Mm -hmm. it's not going to diminish in any kind of way. And it hasn't. So, like, we got this other concept that we want to start, but we don't want to invest in opening another restaurant. So let's just do it delivery only just to see how, if it takes off at all. And so it's doing all right. It's okay. Speaking of, I don't know if I missed um, something on the social medias, but um, there was this picture you had posted signing something. Can you talk about that? What am I signing? I don't know. Like a piece of paper. And you said uh, the caption was something in the works, new deal in the works. Oh, that was, yes. So I can't officially say anything until Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> Way to book them before Tuesday, Joe. Up. I up. But, you know, that's awesome. Well, hey, this show won't air until Wednesday. 
But we're doing some, <laughs> let's just say, we're really big fans of hockey. So, ah. so it's, it has a lot to do with hockey. So we're, so yeah, we're we're going into the Enterprise next next week. Oh, yep. So Steve's hot dogs will have a spot at Enterprise. So I'm not supposed to be saying that, but this here's on, well, on Wednesday. Yeah, so, this yeah. comes out on Wednesday. Yeah, so it'll yeah, be we're, fine. We have, we'll have a brand new location inside the Enterprise Center for dude. So, yeah. Well, awesome. I thought That's there amazing, was already dude. yeah. I thought there was already a location in Enterprise. No, we have one at City Park at the soccer stadium. That's what it is. And then yeah. we have one at the Dome, um, but n- now we'll be in Enterprise, so we'll be like... The Dome, weekend. that's what I'm thinking of. Yep. Okay. So Steve, well, that's cool, man. Yeah. Steve, are you planning on expanding outside of the St. Louis area, maybe to other cities at some point? Yes, big time. So right now, we're just kind of getting all this infrastructure together and building our team um, around expansion. And then once we do that, once we kind of get solid, then we're looking at expanding into St. Louis County for sure. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. St. Charles uh, County. And then time, to yeah. other cities, like in other states? Or just, yep. That's awesome. And that'll be the franchising model, which we, which we got to work on. So. Well, let me ask you this. When you started Steve's Dogs, did you ever imagine it getting to this point? Honestly, like point? initially, my idea was to just have a second income. It's like a, basically a side gig. And then as the business grew... Um, I was like, well, let's just grow this for the next five years and then maybe we can sell it. And um, I was just having a good time doing it. And I got a really awesome family of people who work with me and that have been there since the beginning. They're still there. So that kept me in the game. And um, and the music and the food thing kind of worked together. So mm-hmm. yeah. so I'm still here. And now we're on the, on the path of growth now. So, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And they have infused mac and cheese on the 20th of every month. We do. <laughs> Infused with <laughs> THC. It'll make you. That's sleep. marijuana. That's weed. <laughs> Sleepy food. <laughs> what are you over there shaking your head at? Because you say you don't, you don't do that. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. But other people do. A lot of yeah. people do. Well, dude, that's amazing, dude. It's a that, big market. That's, that's, that's nature's congrats, medicine. Dude. Thank you, man. That's Thank awesome. you. And the urge. Um, yeah. Oh, we got the Thanksgiving so, show coming up. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's going to be amazing. November 24th, uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving, the same one we do all the time. Now, Kill. where is that? The pageant? Yeah, pageant. Okay. always at the pageant. Yep. Okay. I got a so question. cool. Go ahead. When, uh, when are you going to come out with new music with The Urge? Trying to get this single done so we can play it at least at the show. <laughs> so it's almost there so we're trying to fi- finish the single there's a bunch of songs in the can but I just want to get a single out just get it done right now so, so you're not looking at a full record you're going to do singles or something not right now gotcha putting a full record out as you know requires focus like going in and focusing a certain period of, t- a period of time at least for me like I need to go and like be laser focused on making a record and right, right. now I just I'm not able to Gotcha. So He's got can... a body build, man. <laughs> He's got to get dialed in. So if I figure if I can get, <laughs> if we can get a single out here and there or whatever, that's great. Gotcha. It's just new music. And um, I don't think anybody's really that concerned about having a full album out. I know some people are, but as long as there's some music, new music every once in a while. Yeah. Koppel took the approach of we do, we do EPs and we yeah. do singles on them. Yeah. Because our distribution guy was like, you guys put out a record, you get the same amount of press as, as if you do two And singles. it's one shot, really. Yeah. So What's an EP? Extended play, four, five, six songs. Okay. I never knew what that was. I always just thought it was like a single. I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. I mean, it can be like a with like this remixes and stuff on it. it could be an EP that way. Yeah. So it's like a album before the album. Well, it, it used to be when not an album, but a teaser. I believe it comes from when they used to vinyl. Yeah. And then they would do the little small records that have a couple songs on each side. Okay. And then that just moved towards, hmm. you know, five song. I hope I'm not the only one that didn't know what that was. I hope I didn't just make myself yeah. sound stupid. So EP <laughs> stands for extended play. Extended play. LP, LP stands for long play. Yeah. What? Wouldn't that just be a full album then? <laughs> Technically, yes. Technically, yes. <laughs> Why all the terms? I'm giving you the terms. It's the way that the record companies can make more money. Yes. Oh, mm. Mm-hmm. And not the man pay, and not pay artists the that's man, correct man. That's, that's actually correct and I'm bitter about it till this day <laughs> I bet you are Pookie's bitter about a lot of stuff I am better make sure you talk about him <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> just kidding Good damn oh, you just had a cult of personality come out yes so me and the guys from the Steve Ewing band we've been playing that song out live for a while I'm like let's just record it and my bass player is uh, one of the main engineers over at Sawhorse. Mm-hmm. So that was easy. We just went in and tracked it um, in a few takes. And then Adam did his guitar solos and stuff. And then we that was done. Awesome. So that was super easy. And I just released that as a single um, from the Steve Ewing side. So that was yeah. fun. Do you have that uh, pulled up, Joe? The people want to hear. I've talked to them. I know they do. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you. Look at that guy. You did that just now. <laughs> <laughs> I did. You didn't see my mouth. Look in my eyes. When do you see a cult of personality? I know your anger. I know your dreams. Now feel everything you wanna be. Funky man, yeah. We dro- I dropped the tempo just a little bit on it. I love it. A little bit of a different feel to it. I love it. Let me ask you this, Steve: Was there a reason why you chose this song, or it just does it, was there any significance in the song? Because this song has a lot of significance for me. Yeah, it has a huge significance for me. Like when I, it came out when I was graduating from high school, and it was the first time I had seen an all black rock band doing this, and I, you know. I take that back. I saw, I'd seen Fishbone before coming from LA, but this was a whole different thing um, with a band playing heavy music like this. And it was an all black band. So when this record came out, I was like, I think I was like one of the first cats of vintage vinyl to buy it. And I put it on. I'm like, oh my fucking God, this is unreal. So it just meant a lot to me to see like 
people who look like me playing rock music, and I, and that's something that I love. And so I was like, man, okay, I'm I'm more like energized about doing it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It felt more legit to me at that point. That's awesome. I coming from the same boat. Yeah. I I grew up in in a time we grew up in a time where black people played black people's music. Yeah. I was playing R and B, Prince, uh, you know, Shalimar, yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire, and my sister got me into Def Leppard. Um, but I never thought it was something that I could play. Yes, exactly. Until I saw Cult of Personality on BET, believe it or not. Wow. And I was like, holy shit, this, who is this band? Yep. Like months before it popped anywhere else. Yep. And, uh, yep. The single came out and the video dropped before the record did. The record took a while to come out. Yeah. 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 So it was just like, who's this band? He sounds like, you know, all the people were like, oh, he sounds like Al Green. I was like, this dude doesn't sound anything like mm -mm. Al Green. Dude, you guys are crazy. Absolutely but, not. Yeah. But it was one of those things me growing up because I liked rock music but I just never thought I could play it yep um, and then seeing this band and then that's how I found out about Fishbone and the next you know 24-7 Spies yep then all these bands you know and then you know I thought honest to God I was in a band called Playing Jane in 90 91 and three of us were black and our drummer was white right and we thought like we were the only ones around. And then we saw you guys. Yeah. Sinister Dane. Yeah. The thugs. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, tough, tough, tough nuts. nuts. Yep. Yeah. All the bands. And I'm just like, Holy shit. St. Louis has a f scene it does. And, and the brothers are playing and I'm in it. This is awesome. You know, like, it was and that was, that was us. And all of us came up on the same stuff. Bad brains, fishbone, living color, 24, seven spies. Like, yeah, all that. We all came up on that stuff. So, yeah, that's awesome. I Damn. Just, deep. It gets deep. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I was just listening, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys started off, you guys went to Webster Uni Webster High School? Webster High, yeah. Okay. And then- uh, You all did? You went to the um, same school? All th 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 those four of us, three of us did, and our guitarist went to SLU. So we all lived in the same area, though. So I grew up in Rock Hill. Carl and Jeff grew up in Rock Hill, and Pat- I think it was from De Pere or something. Okay, where do you live now? What is your address? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I live on the south side. I'm in the city. I love it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Man, I I man, I couldn't. Parallel parking? Mm-mm. Not for yeah, me. Parking on the street every day. Not for me. I'm a county kid and then I mean, I moved out to St. Charles County. Yeah. I was well, North County, Blackjack area. That's where I grew up. Yeah. I, I mean I grew up in the county, but then when I came back, I moved out to LA for a while when I came back. I just really like Tower Grove South and like Tower Grove Heights, that whole area, South Grand. And so I bought a house further south and then I, I bought another house like right off of Grand. Awesome. Like right by the park. So I, I love it over there. You have a lot of influence over this community though. Maybe, I mean, you know, I was just sitting here thinking like we were just talking about how there's no like music scene in St. Louis anymore. Maybe you should start one. Just, there, just he, he buy a town. A little bit of a, he's, he's got a little bit of a scene there at, at Steve's Dogs because you do open mic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we, we do live music there like on occasion. Um, right now, comedy is like just killing right now. So we do comedy every week. Um, gosh, what else are we do in there? We do, well, we do karaoke on Monday nights, which is fun. Hey, my <laughs> wife loves karaoke. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so we do have like small ensembles in their own location so yep at the new location we got one opening in march on del mar that one we're going to do a lot of live music in there so oh cool yep that'll oh, be yeah. fun damn i haven't been to del mar in a long time really to just like walk in the loop you know oh so yeah we'll be in what's be called so the fun. maker's district 
So Maker's District is like a Reddit Union in um, Del Mar going east down Kings down towards Kings Highway. Okay. So the whole stretch will be a new development. So we'll go in nice. there. They're going to make that. They're going to keep going with the whole Del Mar. They are. Yep. It's just going to keep going. Yep. That's awesome. Spooky. I think I've said that's <laughs> awesome like 50 times now. This. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Del Mar, there's like the end, um, you know, where all the shops and stuff are. And then if you go like a little too far past that gas station. It changes. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Slaps yeah. you in the face. Yeah, it's but easy. I think they're going to keep developing, like you said. They're going to keep going that route, and then they're going to expand her out, and they're going to build more yep. apartment complexes and things. There's like housing that. coming. There's all kinds of stuff coming, yeah. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah. Hot dogs flying everywhere, Come man. Come on. We saw them up in there. <laughs> Steve, I just need to tell you that there's a lot of uh, development going on in St. Charles, too. Um, oh, I know. Down on no. the strip, down there on the on Main Street. And the oh. I would love to be in there. Yeah. Um, and that's, so that's something we are looking at in the future, yeah. Oh, yeah. That new streets of St. Charles, that's a pretty cool little spot. I don't know that, if you've known about the new development they're doing, but they're expanding it beyond down on the riverfront too oh really yeah, they're going so down that's the place like if you cross the bridge just to the left mm-hmm. yeah it's like its own little city over yeah. there yeah yeah, yeah. it's and nice in there it's so very nice they're actually expanding it down what five miles yeah they're going all the way to oh the God. uh the 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 core uh, uh, parkway or yeah. the the arena the family that's arena. crazy yeah, yeah yeah jesus i say five miles it's like two miles yeah or yeah. maybe a mile but yeah there's tons of of work they're going to do down there. So just, I love it. just putting it out there. Yeah. I'm um, coming. I'm coming. <laughs> so besides the Thanksgiving show, wait, who's opening for you for that show? Uh, tree one, four tree one, four. Yep. They're like a reggae rock band. Cute. Yep. Real good. And then um, <laughs> I love that. Tree one, four, tree one, four. And then, uh, there's another band called wise Mary. Okay. Um, they're opening up, and they're super young kids. I think they're all like seventeen or something like that. That's yeah. awesome. I love that because yeah. you know what, Silverchair, they were all young too. They were. They were like fifteen years old when that album came out. There were some kids, yeah, no doubt. I mean, thank you, but that was another band that was super young when their stuff came out. The yeah. talent. Yeah. Well, dude, I'll, I'll I'll say this, and I say this: the industry sleeps on St. Louis. There's so many great bands, past, present, still active, not yeah. active. Yeah, you would know, Pookie. <laughs> You're right, though. <laughs> I mean, think about other scenes, other places, and other bands you know of. Name name a band, name name three bands coming from the same city other than Seattle. No, yeah. You can't. I get it. But you can name St. Louis. You sure can. And there's a ton of musicians that come out of here. Yeah. There's a ton of them. Some of them like, like leave, go on tour, stuck, move to other cities and stuff like that. But there's a lot of musicians coming out of yeah. here. Yeah, 100%. I cannot wait for the Thanksgiving show. It's going to be tight. Oh God, I can't wait. What do you have coming up for like your uh, Steve Ewing band stuff? Well, I got a big Master Blaster show, my Steve You Wonder tribute. I'm mm-hmm. playing down at uh, Del... No, I'm playing at Bluebird Hill, the Duck Room. Ooh, yep. I love Duck Room. So yeah, so that one's going to be fun. Um, When's that? That is October 21st. And that's what the... It's like a big old 12-piece band doing Steve You Wonder. Awesome. So, yeah. That's <laughs> wild. Yeah. Man, the duck room is so small. And we already talked about this, right? It is. Because the poor sold out the duck room, mm-hmm. right? Um, but a 12-piece, wow. Oof. Where do y'all fit? It's going to be very interesting. <laughs> it's going to be tight. I was talking with Danny Liston a while ago because he does a, a tribute band. I'm in a Santana tribute band. Oh, sweet. And uh, 
I was talking to him and remember the, remember the homegrown that they used to do a long time ago? We did. I think it was two homegrowns. I think there was. Someone needs to bring that shit back. We keep talking about it. It's just a matter of getting everybody in one place at one time. But the conversation comes up almost every year. So um, between me and the rest of the guys and Kevin Gagnapain and everybody from Live Nation, the, the conversation comes up all the time. There's so many great bands in St. Yeah. Louis, but I, they should do a tribute one too. It'd like be great. At, at the Riverport Amphitheater. I said Riverport for you. Thank you. Appreciate that. That would be huge. And we just had all of the tribute bands here do a set. You started early. Yeah. And started like noon. You don't have to do, you can have one stage, the main yep. stage, and then just have tribute band after tribute band after tribute band. Do you think about how awesome that would be. That would be huge. Chesterfield Make Amphitheater does something like that. Yeah, they do They do tribute bands because my Santana band, uh, Black Magic, played it, but they don't do them all. I'm saying that. Yeah, no, I'm. Tribute bands. Yeah, I'm saying like that would be a cool spot to do it. It would. Until it got bigger, because of course it would. Yeah. Um, I'll be there, you know, interviewing you guys. I just think that if, <laughs> I just think with all the tribute bands that are here. Oh, for sure. I mean, you talk about it would sell out quick. Like yeah. if you just had you started at noon or one, and then you just have bands play until the last band, which would probably be uh, um, I can't El Monstero closes out the night or whatever, since they, you know they're the largest one. But and you need something stage big enough to where they could just set up right, and then because. Their stage is crazy elaborate. Yeah. Well, look at that. And then you could just like, everybody could just peel away. So yeah, that you would 100%. Get. You guys just started something. I'm, I'm saying it could be St. Louis tribute, whatever they want to call it. And they would, sell, We could you could do a Friday and Saturday and I guarantee it would sell out. That would be yeah. so fun. It would. It that would be fun. I have Some, no doubt about it. Someone should do it. And then you can just give me uh 1% because of my idea. <laughs> <laughs> we can get Kara's favorite. You know who uh, to talk to. You talk to Girardi. You go, go talk to him. I got to talk to Joe. Yeah. yeah. Joe's our, our still Cavo's manager. Is, okay, sweet. Yeah. You guys are just naming off all these Joe, people. Yeah. Someone you guys know people. Somebody. Higher ups. It would be, it would be amazing. They know yeah. people. Well, you could always get Kara's favorite tribute band, PLR. Hey man, you shut it down. PLR. I, who is that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> what you talking about? Like hair metal band. PRL. They they do platinum. all hair metal. Platinum rock. Oh, legends. platinum rock legends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they they're not a bad band. I just PRL. don't they like do one of the everybody. people in the band. Yeah, yeah but they're not, that's not a tribute band. That's a cover. Right, right. It's PR. What's the difference though? Well, a tribute band only does one artist's music. Okay. So like he does Stevie Wonder. Okay. He do Santana. Got it. Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate Pink Floyd, man. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of venom when when you, that comes up, and I just don't know why you hate it so much. <laughs> I mean, God, Master Blaster is that what you said? Yeah, that's fun. That was my stage my name. Master Blaster. Is that what you said? One of my favorite Stevie Wonder tunes for sure. That's a dope jam. Yeah, what a fun idea you guys just came up with. Yeah. Now I want you to do it for real. Because uh -huh. I want to go next week. Well, that ain't happen. <laughs> <laughs> next week. It took a very can, long time to put that together. Yeah. October 21st. Is that what you said? Yeah. Universe. You get some massive blaster at the duck room. Is it just you guys? Anyone going to be there with you? Nope, just us. That's fun. I got a bunch of guest vocalists doing some stuff with us, but yeah, it's just, just our band. That's fun. Yeah, we do about two hours of us. Damn! Yeah. I mean, Stevie Wonder has 
hits, dude. No, yeah. I know, but that's a wow, long show. Yeah. That's a long show. It is a long show, yeah. Running around. When you play the hits. <laughs> yeah. What you got to do. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of <laughs> but hits. But Steve songs, doesn't yeah. stop on the stage, though. But they play a two-hour show, too. <sighs> yeah, ours usually goes anywhere from like a 145 to two, yeah. yeah. And they kill it. I don't know how you do it. And it's... Uh, Honestly. It's work. <laughs> I, I can tell by the pants. <laughs> can I go into a little bit of history with you and ask you some questions? <laughs> yeah. When you know you I'm just giving you shit, though. When you no, I... I <laughs> I saw the pictures afterwards. I'm like, shit. We could see it from the nosebleeds. I was like, like damn. Ah, shit. When is he really, is, is his ass really sweating like that right now? That, yes. It's hot up there. It's it hot, hot on stage. Yeah. And then it, you, you run around like Steve does. Ah. Oh my gosh. Okay, now we know. Burns 1,500 calories a show. As Pookie says, what did we learn? What did you learn? <laughs> Everyone, what did you learn? Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> oh, cut you good, off. Good. Go ahead, Pookie. So back when you guys were grinding, what did that scene look like? Uh, in St. Louis or yeah. just period? In, in St. Louis. For the dreadhead days. Uh, when we were coming up, there was the handful of bands that you just named, like us and Sinister Dane and, you know, Tough Nuts and the Thugs. And then you had, um, I don't know, gosh, New World Spirits. Yep, New World Spirits. So it was... Um, there was a good little vibe between us, but we knew there was no industry here. So we knew we had to tour. So that's that was our game. It's out of the box. We just regionally hit as much as we could. So and that that worked out good for us because we're from St. Louis. And so St. Louis is central. So within five hours you can hit Chicago, Indianapolis, Memphis, Kansas City. Right. And then all the millions of college towns and small towns in that in between there. And so if you keep grinding that for a long time, you build a pretty good following in your region and then you can sell some records there. So that was, we were doing really well. And so that, that was how we were able to convince and let the rest of the country and the industry know that we were doing well is through CD sales. So back in the day, you just sold your CDs at your shows. Mm -hmm. Sold a shitload of them, but no one would have any clue except for your fans. So Dave Matthews, we took, kind of took a page out of his book, which is to only sell our stuff at retail. Um, and we found the weighted store. So like vintage vinyl was weighted. It was like every, every CD that sold at vintage vinyl showed up at SoundScan as two or three. And so we, all, we went to retail only or whatever. So. That was, I don't know what you just said. <laughs> so back in the day when people Speaking bought- Chinese Back in the day when people actually bought CDs- Yeah. And how artists really used to make their money. But what does yeah. weighted mean? What whatever you- What did you say? Scan? You get credit for three? a sale. So yep. if someone sold, like if you, someone buys your CD at like a Walmart, it counts as one sale. But some places it's weighted, so it could count as two, three, oh. five, or whatever. Got it. Yep. And so that, that way the- <laughs> It's trying to balance out to see what sales actually look like in the area. And so um, so we found we found all those retailers, and then we stopped selling CDs at the shows. And then, sure enough, like within six months, we started sound scanning really well. And the, agent, and the industry was like, oh. Labels started coming and checking. There you are. I'm like, we've been here, but it's, we had to do all this to get you to see us, you know, so. That's amazing. Yeah, so it was a, it was a, it was a little bit of a trick, but you know, like I said, Dave Matthews, that's how he did it. He was huge, um, selling massive amounts of records, but they were all selling out of his own store. You know what I mean? Right. So when he finally decided that you know I'm gonna go retail, then that's when everybody was like, oh fuck, this dude's been selling like millions of records on his own. 
so that so we did that we 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 did that and then we were able to get the attention of the industry and so but and you know even before then we were touring our ass off you know we met 311 and a bunch of other bands and we just partnered up with them and we would just share each other's tours like we jump on theirs they jump on some us and we just kept doing that yeah you guys played with uh fishbone too right did mm-hmm. you guys play some shows now that was one of the bands that inspired you correct so how was it like meeting those guys and it was awesome so i, I i've been seeing fishbone since 87 and the first time we played with them we opened up for them at the american theater and that probably would have been like 91 or something like that and then we didn't hear much from them you know after that and then sure enough when we signed with our agency they had they had fishbone on the Oh, on the roster so oh, yeah. it was just like we just went out and wrote a shit ton after that so it's just like this is unreal this is amazing so that was uh, that was crazy because them dudes are fun as hell man yeah they're fun as hell and they're big influences and so we still act like kids around them you know because it's, it's like holy shit we're out with fishbone man right yeah it's real cool you're receiving oh that was uh give him uh, give a monkey a brain and he'll swear he's the center of the universe one of my favorite records yeah that was when we opened up for him and that record came out yeah, yeah that that was uh John Bingham had just gotten the band. I remember that. Such a great record. Yeah. <laughs> do you write your songs for The Urge? I write. Or do you guys all write them? We or all, do you have a writer? We all write together, mm-hmm. like especially the music part of it. And then I usually take that away and then write all the lyrics and like vocal parts to it. Who's closer about? Us, about my, my wife. Oh, yeah. I love that. I wish someone would write a song for me. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be Come on, Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. I my wife is sitting over there, so I'm just, you know. <laughs> I'll help you, Jules. Jules, we'll do it. Jules. There you go. There you go. Jules. Yeah, and then Pookie can play bass on it. Can't forget about Pookie. He plays bass. I can play a little bit of guitar too, but and guitar. He can play guitar too. Not not. He can sing. Backing. Can up. you sing? Yeah, I sing, but not lead vocals. Well, I I've used never to heard you sing. My cover bands, but I don't. Cover Backing bands. vocal. Um, when you perform at like wineries and stuff, do you mm-hmm. just do like covers or do you do your own stuff? I do a mix of it all. So probably about 80% covers. Because you are always going. Yeah. Like your stuff I see on Facebook. Oh, I'll be here, here, here. Mm-hmm. Here's my list of. I'm like, oh my God. Yep. So I have a regular. I, mean, I pretty <laughs> much play every Friday and Saturday night, like on the weekends. So mm. it's like a regular schedule. But yeah, on our when I do the Steve Ewing band, it's mostly covers, and we play like a few Urge songs, and then we do. Um, I got a ton of original material, but I can't always get away with playing that much original material mm-hmm. everywhere. So, um, so we just kind of just throw them in there. Oh, man, it was funny when I was in Mind Over Soul. Mind Over Soul. We How were, many bands have you been in, been in Pookie? A, it's so many, it's unbelievable. But you know what? I was in I was in a call, band, band called Mind Over Soul. In 98, we were doing disco and funk, uh, before Chevegas was, by the way. Yeah. Um, and we would add our originals to all of our cover sets because it was disco R&B stuff. So like- Right, so it no one knew. fit in there, yeah. yeah. No one knew. They'd yeah. be there dancing and not realize it was one of our originals. That's cool. That's, yeah. So yeah, if there's some, some originals that fit in mm-hmm. or, you know- there's like our fans, like some of our fans that are there to hear like that stuff, whatever, then we'll play plenty of original stuff, but it just depends on where you're at. Right on. Right on, right on. Oh, you know what? Real quick, I do want to um, talk about this event you guys happening on Tuesday. 
mm-hmm. at Steve's Dogs. Yeah. Which sounded really fucking cool. All right. You're um, partnering up with Planned Parenthood, right? Yes. To something about affordable, affordable vasectomies? Free. There's a hundred of them for free. And then the rest of them are like super affordable. So like a hundred free vasectomies. And then you do that. When you sign up, you get like a discount on the dogs and stuff. On and this food. is Tuesday at um, which location? South Grand. South Grand. Yep. Um, from four to nine. Yep. You guys going to be running any specials or anything? We always, come? Have, we always have special. There's some awesome cocktails we have going for the night. We've got a liquor license? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, the cocktails are our thing. So I'm like, there. Yeah, some serious cocktails, yeah. <laughs> I think Audio Inc.'s going to have to have a spot. Yes. You know what? Yes. You know what? <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so Planned Parenthood, we do a lot with them, and they're right down the street from us, so we support them a lot. That's so cool. Um, so um, one of the doctors there, she's like, yep. Like they're really trying to, you know, push uh, vasectomies, you know, and so like we're on, we're on with it. So just come down here and we'll do some stuff with you guys. And so they're giving a hundred away free, That's and wild. I think they're already gone. Like yeah, people signed up like really fast. If it. I was a man, I would. Yeah. Hell yeah. So she says she's even having a hard time keeping up once they like. Get the word out, like so. That's that's good news. That's a good thing. That's so cool. Yeah. I've already had one, so you did. Yeah, yeah. You, you can get another one. Yeah. You only <laughs> just, yeah. Let's just go in and have that. You only one. have one kid, right? I have two. Two. Yeah. How many one. do you have? I have one. You have the daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. She's very cute, by the way. Thank you. I stalk you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd worry just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Jules is over here going. <laughs> Uh, yep, I'd worry too. <laughs> no. She is a good kid, good child. <laughs> well, I mean, how could you not be a good kid with you as a dad? Oh, oh. I'm just kidding. Oh. I oh, don't know you like that. Oh. You might be oh. awful, you know, free vasectomies. Oh. <sighs> free vasectomies. Helping the community. Yeah. <sighs> so, Steve, you signed a record deal in 96. 96. 1996. It was 96. Was this when you had your dreads? 95 or 96, something like that. Yeah. How how much did your life change? Well, we just, at that point, it's like, okay, we got to go in the studio, like legitimately mean like, and we, we made receiving a gift of flavor on our own, put that out, and then the label bought it and just re-released it. But when we had to go back in to make... Um, Master of Styles, then we really had to just go in the studio, write, and all that stuff. You know how it is making the second record, it takes forever. And it's, it's, it's the hardest, because you have your one. entire lifetime to write your first record. Correct. Or or your other records, but when you when you sign a deal, there's a there's a time frame. Yes. And that time frame is a different animal to defeat. Correct. And they want hits, because that's, your, that's what you're there for. Right. So, um, that was interesting. The stress of it was different but i'm glad because we wrote some cool things out of it um and then of course once you once you get done with making the record you're on the road so that that tour lasted a year and a half okay i mean we stayed out we come home like for short breaks but we were out for about a year and a half that's a that. long time yeah. so that's just what you do like you go out and yeah yep so and and i trust me mm. i was made for it i love it actually i love being on the road like not everybody does but i had a great time out there so i uh I experienced both. Mm-hmm. I had some personal issues that happened while I was on the road, which made me not really enjoy it that much. But I also, I love playing. Yeah. But I loved, I hated everything in between. 
Right. Like I'm not a big drinker. I'm not a big partier. Um, I'm very structured. I right. want to get up at a certain time. Oh, that's how my life on the road is very much. I don't drink on the road at all. Oh, I got guys who, guys in my band, like true story. There were times where I would get up. I, I have a, I, I own my own company. It's a staffing firm. So I would work sometimes from the road Okay, and I'd get up at seven o'clock in the morning, go into the front lounge and there'd be Casey drunk as shit. Oh yeah. Definitely. Hanging on to the, cause he can't sleep when the bus is moving oh. so he's standing up listening to music <laughs> or you'd have random cats from the other band still on your bus at yeah. six in the morning yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah or people you don't know who they are on your bus at six in the morning yeah so, um, so touring wasn't i mean i loved it i love the playing i love meeting the fans it's right. just the downtime i even love doing radio like there's a mm-hmm. lot of bands who can't stand radio i love going to the radio stations yep. meeting the djs and playing and stuff but yeah that was my schedule and i actually had it up so I would have the tour manager make sure I had a place to work out when I got in the morning. I got up early, would go find a gym, come back, whatever, and then we'd get ready to do like radio stations and all that kind of stuff. And then um, come back, sound check, play, kind of hang out, maybe do some press afterwards. And then I just go to bed. Like, oh. <laughs> so I, I don't really, because as a vocalist, you can't. You can't drink and party like that because you won't have a voice. Mm-hmm. So there's times where I wanted to kick it, but there's just no possible way. Right. Especially if you're out that long. So your voice is just like, if you kick it like that, it's gone. Where did you record your record? We did um, Receiving a Gift of Flavor in Springfield, Missouri, at this little place on, uh, what's it called? The Record Bar. I don't know. I can't remember the, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but it was right on the strip in Springfield. Okay. And it was called The Studio. That's what it was. Studio? Like, the Studio. <laughs> and we made the record in 10 days. Oh, wow. Because we, we had like a credit card. We didn't have very much budget. So we made that on our own. And made that record in 10 days. Is that and quick to make a record? Yeah, that's pretty fast, yeah. Uh-huh. We basically just recorded everything in one or two takes, um, cut the vocals, and then mixed it. So, yeah, we did the whole record pretty fast. Wow. And then after that... <laughs> The Master Styles record had a huge budget, so we went out to Reno at Granny's. Okay. Um, uh, it became, I can't, uh, Sierra Sound, so it's a small mansion, and um, the band lived in it. So we lived in the little mansion and made the record there. So we spent like eight weeks out there. Oh, wow. Uh, with Garth. He's the guy that produced the first Rage Against the Machine record. He spells his name that way because he stutters. <laughs> but um, so he but he makes fun of himself. He makes fun. That's why he did that. But that oh was gosh. oh man, that was awesome. We really stretched out and did some fun things on that record. Did you? Yeah, it was cool. See, Cavo, we did our record with David Bendeth mm-hmm. in New Jersey at the House of Loud Studios. Used to be Queen Latifah's studio. Oh, okay. And it became the House of Loud, and we were there for probably five months. The first record. Oh my gosh. And three months the second record. So. Oh wow. For like your second records, do you pay for the studio or does the record label pay, pay for your for, recording? You time? pay for everything. Really? If you're signed, the record pays everything they pay for. The label pays. You pay back before you see money. Yeah. So it's it's all recoupable, but it comes. The, the label does. Uh, it makes the investment on the band, so they, they they pay for all that stuff, whatever, and then it's all recoupable. So like, it comes back to them on sales and everything else, whatever. So. And Wild, then, and then they add marketing and all kinds of yep. expenses. It's so, all recoupable, so, yeah. so they never pay you. <laughs> yeah, the music industry is wild. It is. It's crazy. I mean, if you think about it, 
it's nuts, right? There's some people making an investment on making money off of music. That's pretty wild, right? Has um with like Spotify and Pandora and everything now, how does that like does it help or hurt you guys as a band? Well, if I can be brutally honest, uh when Cavo went number one with Champagne, uh-huh. uh uh Napster was still a thing. Oh yeah. Oh god. So when we went number one and LimeWire, our A and R rep, who is is Andy <laughs> Oliphant, Tim Oliphant's brother, you know oh, Tim yeah. from Justified. Yep. His brother was our A and R rep, and he came out to us and said, "Congratulations, you guys are the first band in eight years that has had a number one record, number one single off their debut record and the first song. The other band to do that was Avenged Sevenfold. And we were like, oh, killer, great, sweet, and it's like now the badness." When they did it eight years ago, they went double platinum. Yeah, we saw it. We saw it when Too Much Stereo came out. The industry imploded. Yeah. So, like, we were topping the charts, and there was no traction at record sales because people stopped buying them. Right. So, typically, it's a record that's tracking that really well um, on the charts is selling shitloads of records, but it stopped happening because of Napster, basically. Yeah. Mm. When, when we went number one, he told us we sold 79,000 records. That was it. Damn. Yeah. And we had the number one song in the nation and we only sold 79,000. He said, for every person that bought your record, 20 to 50 people stole it. Wow. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And then they didn't start counting streams until 2015. No, streams didn't count for a while. So, and then it took a minute before there was a gap between Napster and iTunes and all that kind of stuff. So there was a, a whole gap where the industry just sucked. And it sucked on both sides because I have a lot of people who are working at the labels. They all got fired. Yep. So, I mean, everybody just got fired. Everybody who worked... <laughs> one of the reasons why we love Warner Brothers was everybody who worked our record, one day they were there, the next day they were gone. Sure, yeah. They fired the president, Tom Wally. He was like, you guys are gonna, you guys are the best record we've released in 2009. You guys are going to be stars. Three months later... Yeah, couldn't get a hold of them. Everybody's fired. Yeah, and we're like, "What's going on? What's going on? What's going on?" And then next thing you know, yeah, everybody who touched our record, worked our record, they were all gone. How many number ones does the Urge have? We don't have any number ones. Shut up. No, not at all. Yeah, seriously. No, nah. Should have. Yeah. No way. Should have. Should have. Hands down. (laughs) I don't believe you're lying to my face, dude. Brian Craddock from Daughtry, the guitar player. When we toured with him, he found out we were from St. Louis. He's like, "Do you guys know the Urge?" Yeah. Swear to God, (laughs) we were like, "Fuck yeah, we do." That's so insane. So many people know about the Urge that we've played with that just always goes, "Oh fuck, the Urge, fucking great band, great band." Yeah. Here we're from St. Louis. Just you guys should have had several number ones. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just. The music just didn't cross over like that, which is fine. Um, we were just happy to chart and be out and touring so we could actually support sales, um, which was working out just fine up until right around 2000 when it just collapsed. Yeah. So, yeah, Too Much Stereo came out in 2000. Whoa. And so, <laughs> yep. And so we, we just switched to Virgin Records for that one, and they just dumped a shitload of money into too much stereo and they were like okay cool this is gonna be a hit record we got a single and the single came out and they pushed the shit out of it but <laughs> it was a whole cascade of stuff the, the the person who was head of video died in that plane crash with Aaliyah Ugh. and then everybody else the A&R department everybody else working on the record got fired and yeah. so and then Virgin Records um, 
went bankrupt in the United States after that landmark deal where they did with uh, Mariah Carey. Uh, so everything just kind of just collapsed at Virgin Records, and they were still pushing it, but it wasn't it wasn't the same. And the, and at radio, you were charting whatever, but the sales weren't there. So it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, the funny thing about Too Much Stereo is I bought the video on VHS. Uh, oh, I didn't even know that existed. I have the video on a VHS cassette. Nice. There's so much stuff that Virgin made to promote that record that I didn't even know existed. It's crazy, <laughs> right? I was like, holy shit. And then then I was like, oh, shit, I don't have a VCR anymore. Yeah. But now you can watch it on YouTube. It's yeah. Everything's there. There's just like so much that goes into... Oh, 100%. I don't get it. I don't, there's so much. There's a lot. Yeah. Titan AE. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's one of my favorite songs. It's my time to fly. Oh, my gosh. I love that tune. But how cool was it to actually get on a movie? That was great. And that one, especially because um, our producer on that record um, got the call. They needed a song because it was all bands from Ira Kenna. It was like, Lit and no doubt and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So they wanted they wanted a band from kind of our genre, and he got the call and he said, "You think the Urge could do something that has more of an electronic feel to it, kind of out of their element because of this anime?" I'm like, yeah. So we went in to Fox Studios and got to watch the animated film before it was done. So we we were seeing like black sketches moving on the screen. Um, with with the voices behind it, so that that process was actually cool. So just making notes about you know writing lyrics and stuff on it. So that was awesome. We tracked it um, in two days. Um, we ended up using the V drums. Oh, that's awesome! Because we had to, we had to hurry up and have it done. So he's like, "You want to track it on V drums?" Yeah. So we did the V drums, and I think we used like guitar. What is it? Guitar amp or amp? Like a pod or something. Like a like pod that. or something yeah, like yeah. that to make all those sounds because we didn't have time to actually go into a studio. We had to track it and get it into them like right away. So it turned out good though. I mean, dude, again, I mean, you, I have, you, there's so many of your guys' songs that I love. Like, honest to God, you guys have so many songs. I just put in your, your, your rec. I have your whole library. Sweet. I, and I just put it in it and I can just listen to it over and over again. And every oh. time I hear these certain songs, <laughs> jump right in. Uh, you just name it. They just, I have the same feeling the first time I heard them, every time I hear them. Oh, man. And and that's one of the songs uh, that when it comes on, I just think they had to have a smile on their face because they made it in the movie. Yeah. Like, they're actually in the movie. Like, Cavo, we got a song, Let It Go. Do it's on want- the Transformers 2 soundtrack. Yeah. The last song of the credits. That's sure. what we got. The last song of the free credits. <laughs> you mentioned it a couple of times. You want me to play a little bit? Yeah. yeah I want to hear. Yeah. I love this. Now, what is this? It's my time to fly? Yeah. Okay. Yeehaw. This is your favorite one, Pookie? One of them. So many. I've uh, never heard this. I haven't heard this in a while. It's my time to fly.
<laughs> I haven't heard that in so long. Dude, when that chorus kicks in, dude, I was like, I, mean, I was hyped as fuck when I knew you guys were on the fucking soundtrack and shit. Right. But when I saw it on the fucking screen, because one of the reasons why I went to see this motherfucker, because you guys were on it, and when that shit kicked in, boy, I was like almost he is in, passionate. Dude, dude, I was almost in tears, like going, God damn, this song's fucking badass. Damn. damn. Motherfuckers were looking at me like this, like, Fuck. Well, that's a little known, or oh, I didn't know that. Gym, yeah. oh, I didn't know you had a song in a damn motion picture. Yeah. Look at y'all, man. But they got so many amazing songs. Hell. Oh. I mean, jump right in. Jump. Brainless. Closer is my wife's. There's favorite, some deep cuts, dude. I, I I love <laughs> Kick on Like Flintstone. That's my. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I oh oh yeah. Who's that in the bed? She is a model oh. that came from the agency. <laughs> she didn't want to be there. It was great. One million thoughts. This is one of my favorite videos because of the, the it looks like Chinatown part. Where Dude, that's the same room from Lethal Weapon 4. Look oh. at Steve's hair. The same, I jumped out of the same window as um, Mel Gibson. Oh, wow. Thinking about I always wondered how they shot the, the, the Chinatown stuff. Yeah, we took over Chinatown for two days. Even though she was no stranger, chose the one keep me out of danger. No song and Yeah! I actually jumped out of that window. Yeah. How high up were you guys? Uh, 20 feet. Wow. Yeah. Strapped in like a motherfucker, right? Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> what? <laughs> the director saw Cirque du Soleil before shooting this, and he wanted, and it, he saw this in Cirque du Soleil, and he wanted to replicate it in the video. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Um, can I ask you the meaning behind the song? I mean, clearly, but... Jump right in? Yeah. Oh, it's about having sex without a condom. Ah. Yeah. And then all the things that go through your head afterwards, like, oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck? And, and this came out at a time where it was, you know, age was still... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was... It's uh, Like, there's <sighs> there's meaning in your songs. Mm-hmm. It's perfect that you guys are, like, uh, in with this uh, vasectomy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Just well, play that on repeat. Uh-huh. Well, like... During the whole event. I think there's a lot <laughs> of... not a bad <laughs> I think there's a lot of, of hidden depth to what you guys do. You guys are mm-hmm. deep as shit. Like four letters and... and Two words. And, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff behind your music and, and, and the vocals. And I have to say, I mm-hmm. just figured out what the freaking two words were just yeah. the other day. Like, I, I have been... That's been racking my brain. Four letters, two words. What the hell? And then you just... Yeah. You I'll leave it, it for everybody it. else yep. to figure out yeah. because, man... <laughs> but it's it's... I don't know what it is. What's the answer to the question? One is love and one is Beth, B-E-T-H. Four letters, two words. Is that your wife too? Yep. God bless. Did you? Are you taking notes? Funny how, <laughs> funny how, one is love and one's your name. Kara, yep. Kara has four letters. That's crazy because I thought it was... Could have wrote that about me, Jules. Never mind. I, 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 I did not know that that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And now you know. Now, now I, know. I know. Now everybody knows. I love that. I, I, try, to, I try to put some work in lyrically. Like, so that it's intriguing, but it yeah. also has meaning. I try, you know, so um, 
It's a, well, keep writing songs about your wife because they're easy. fucking good. She's very <laughs> inspirational. Yes, they're my favorites. <laughs> Damn, man. I mean, you guys have so many, so many great songs. Um, most people in St. Louis listen to you, know who you are. Um, for you people who aren't in the St. Louis area that are checking out the podcast, you have to check out the year. Absolutely, their complete uh, works is amazing from the early or late 90s or late 80s late 80s yeah late 80s till now they're still releasing music and every single record is just as good oh Um, thanks man timeless um you guys are amazing and the musicianship in your band all you guys are freaking fantastic talents inspired so many young bands including myself and uh you know i just love watching you guys play you guys do great. I'm excited for you know the 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 resurgence of Sinister Dane too. Oh, that's awesome! I can't. You we had him come back two years ago with Fragile, so we <clears throat> I know Donald really well, and so I've been trying to get them to play, and he's been wanting to do some stuff, and so it just took a minute just to get everybody back in town and all that, yeah. and they did the show with us two years ago at the yeah. pageant, and it was fucking awesome. Me and Sonny were there. My son, the singer uh, from Plain Jane, he's my best friend. We were there. Great. And one of my favorites, man. Yeah. I mean, they inspired me so much. You guys, Sinister Dane, Thugs. I mean, Cubby's still here. I don't know where yeah. Leon is. Leon was in New York for a while. He's man. here. Oh, he's back? Yep. He's DJ Leon. He, he DJs a lot. He's still playing a little bit. Oh, no shit. Yep. They need to put that band back together. It'd be uh, cool. Although, I can't I can't remember the guitar player that passed away. Oh, uh, that was Matt Smith. You talking about the Thugs? Yeah. Uh, Matt, I think it's Matt. Okay. Yep. Get the band back together. They should get back together. And yeah. Do a be, Kennedy's reunion show with all you guys. It would be, be pretty amazing. dope. Yep. Be amazing. You get to experience what I experienced getting into the scene and looking at these guys just kill it on stage. So, you know what? I just have to uh, talk about this real quick. Uh-uh. Um, I know you said um, Steve's Dogs has like comedy nights and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I... This is totally off subject. <laughs> I, just wanna, I just want to tell you about my night last night because some weird shit happened. <laughs> so we're sitting at this like little shithole bar. I mean, not really a shithole, but like teeny tiny, very, very much a dive bar. And um, we're all sitting on the patio and um, there's this guy standing with us and um, telling he got introduced to us as a comedian, right? As a, com- right? Can, uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gets introduced to us as a comedian. And um, one of my friends that's sitting with us tells him these two awful jokes. Turns out this man is Cedric the fucking entertainer. Oh, he was in town. <laughs> I, saw, I keep seeing all this social media. He was in town, yeah. Well, he was at the bar we were at. Yeah. And I didn't see him. Nobody got a picture. But so he told him these two jokes. And it was, um, what is Forrest Gump's favorite pasta? What what would you think the answer would be? I don't know. Shrimp shrimp something. <laughs> shrimp penne. Shrimp penne. That man told Cedric the Entertainer that joke. And oh, I don't think anyone God. knew who he was until he left. And then we're all like, what the fuck? Did that really just happen? Yeah. Was that man really just standing over us? Yeah. 
He's I don't practice, know. He's practicing the material. That's funny. I I had to ask him what he's, they were because I'm, I'm sure he's going <laughs> to use that joke now in one of his. Uh, he's he's working on it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you ever hang out with a comedian, they're always constantly working on their material. Right. Oh they yeah. They never stop. They're just jokes all day. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's exhausting being funny. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> or not this one over here? All right, Steve. I think I think we're gonna we're getting to get ready to wrap up. Uh, and so I just wanted to ask you, what do you? Is there anything you want to plug again about? You got so much going on. You could run through the list. Um, definitely want to plug the uh, the Stevie Wonder Show, Master Blaster, October twenty first. It's a Saturday at Blue Bright Hill Duck Room. Also, The Urge. We're going to be back down at the pageant November 24th. Hell yeah. Uh, I'll be Friday there. After Thanksgiving. Tickets are on sale now. Ticketmaster. Go check out them two things. It's going to be good. I re- I'm really excited to see the other bands that are opening for you guys, too. Yeah, they're going to be great. Tree 14, we, we do a lot with them. And they're just, they're totally a crowd band. Like I love that. It's got that reggae rock vibe to it. And how could you not have a crowd band opening for you guys? I got to. You know. Got so, to. So, Steve, I do this thing. Well, I'm just going to do this thing. It's called Pookie's Pick. All right. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there's this artist that's his name is Retro Champ, and he's playing a show. So I'm plugging him at Pops this Saturday. Um, so if anybody's looking for a local band uh, to check out, uh, this guy's name is Retro Champ. And cool. He's playing a show at Pops. Buy your tickets. I will be there and come say hi to me. Retro, R-E-T-R-O. Mm-hmm. Retro champ. And uh, it's going to be a good show. And, uh, and this is going to be our focus. Me and Kara are going to start bringing up local bands at the end of our show. And we're going to spotlight, you know, a song of theirs or two. So, uh, Joe, if you, Love it. if you would pick up something there. and That's great to know. I'm always looking for what's happening with new local bands. So, yeah. Well, you found it here on Audio Inc. That's that's awesome. You just got to listen every week. <laughs> Definitely tune in. It's fantastic. <laughs> we had let's, so much fun. What a fun time. Let's play a little video from uh, Retro Champ. Okay. Okay. Now, what is it? Like a uh, rocky, like it's, it's a, poppy? It's, it's a hip hop and with rock influence, which now hip hop is being played at pops. Like there's hip hop bands. And like R&B Beastie Boys? Bands. Sweet. Yeah, dude. Right-ish? No. No. Okay. voice does not match that person <laughs> but he also does hip-hop too so like he, he he's got a flow too so he can that's sing. great he's really good though yeah huh this saturday you said at pops yeah okay cool right on damn don't forget to stop by steve's dogs on tuesday get your vasectomy get your vasectomy <laughs> yep <laughs> Get your vasectomy at Steve's. Dog. Get your cocktails. <laughs> there you go. And then for all you local bands who want to be featured, uh, reach out to us. Uh, we want to start having bands come in. Maybe we'll do some some acoustic shows and things like that in the future. But yeah, uh, we definitely want to start supporting the St. Louis scene because it needs to be heard. There's so many great 
musical talents, uh, artists, uh, comedians, uh, you name it. Absolutely. Uh, Reach out to us on our socials. Um, Audio Inc. is our Facebook. Everything else is Audio Inc. STL. So what our Instagrams, the tweeters, the YouTubes. And a good fail safe is if you just want to email us, audioinkstl at gmail.com. That's and retro, right. retro, if you're listening, if you're watching, hit me up because I definitely want to get you in and do an acoustic version of that song at some point. And we still got a couple spots left for sponsorships as well. Um, so hurry up and uh, email us, audioinkstl at gmail.com to get all the info on how to sponsor the show. Please do keep the lights on. Put some money in my pocket. I'll take it, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And keep an eye out for some new Urge music. They got a single coming out hopefully soon. Yep. Yeehaw. Thank you, guys. This is awesome. Thank you for coming in. Yes. What a fun time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Appreciate you, brother. You got it. Got a lot going on. Um, that man over there has got everything going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been super fun. What a fun day. And Thanks for coming in, Steve. And yeah. informative. Yeah, I you know stuff something. now. I know what an EP is. I know what an LP is. Yep. What did you learn? <laughs> I know what sound scanning means. Weighted. You know, now the you smartest, know what weighted markets are, yeah. Now the I know. The smartest, uh, smartest uh, sound scan person was Prince. When Prince he, is just the god of everything. He, yes. Come God on. rest his soul. But he <laughs> sold his records. When you bought a ticket, Yeah. you showed up. You got a CD and they scanned it. Oh, yeah. All of the shows. Bands were doing that. Or they're using the venues as record stores. Awesome. Yes, so they could get scans. Yeah. That's wild. Yep. <laughs> it's way smart. Yeah. Well, damn, y'all. It's been great. Yeah. And we will see you next week. Yes, we will. And you'll talk all about your Retro Tramp show. That's a hard thing to say. Retro, retro Tramp show and all the other bands that played. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. You should come. It's, it'll be a pop. I got shit to do. I got a wedding. Sorry. That's, that's wedding's important. No. <laughs> wedding's important. I got shit to do. Or I would. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Audio Inc. Yes. Woo! Uh-huh.